0: Hey girls, well, here we are again heading into the holiday season, which is so crazy. But I think that's the sign you're getting older or you've already arrived at oldness is when you start saying things like that. Like, I can't believe another year has gone by so quickly. But I digress. Our first stop at the holiday season is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is awesome because, well, of course, the food, especially if you have some amazing chefs or cooks in your family, it's really enjoyable. But beyond that, we actually have a holiday where you can simply celebrate the blessing of the year. It's a day we set aside to slow down, reflect on our lives, the ups and downs of the last year, and then we determine the level of thankfulness and gratitude we should give to the Lord depending on how well things are going. Well, that's not technically how it's supposed to work, but sometimes that's how we operate, right? We can look at our lives through a lens of what we perceive as beneficial and pleasant versus what is unpleasant, disruptive, or detrimental, the expected and then the not so expected, the highlights and the lowest points. And we determine what is good and what is bad. It's our human nature to do so, right? But God calls us to be different. I can personally look back at my life and remember a certain time in a closing of a year and thinking, well, that was a horrible year, and in a lot of ways, it was. But what I perceived as bad, God was working in me something greater than I could have ever imagined in that moment, and He was actually getting me ready for a blessing that I hadn't even dreamed of myself. I know during that time there was fruit being seeded in my heart and life that would later harvest that never would have been there without that horrible year and heartbreak. So as we head into this Thanksgiving season, I want us to slow down and look at a few things that will help shift our perspective away from our fleshly way of looking at things and how we look at our Thanksgiving to the Lord and look deeper and beyond and cultivate a heart of gratitude in the process. Because girls, we really do have so much to be thankful for. Sometimes that gratitude comes easy, and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we're having ourselves a little pity party, and sometimes we forget to offer our thanks in our everyday lives or in our answered prayers. But whatever the case We read and find in Scripture it is God's will for our lives to be thankful no matter what. In Ephesians 5.20, we read, Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you might be thinking, how is it fair or even normal to be thankful in all things? Well, it isn't normal, but if you have the Holy Spirit living in you, you shouldn't be normal. And how is it fair? Well, if I have learned one thing from walking with Jesus all these years, He has never called me to do something that wasn't for my own benefit. So I trust that what He is asking me to do is what is right and beneficial. There is a story that I often think about because it's such a reflection of how I can be sometimes. I was at Disneyland with my kids a few years ago, and we're in one of those little stores where you spend— $900 for a princess outfit and a crown. And there was this adorable little girl with her parents. And they were speaking in broken English with some strong accents. So I'm assuming that they were from a different country and probably traveled pretty far and a long way to get to Disneyland. And so they had just transformed their little girl into a beautiful princess complete with said $900 princess dress and crown and all the accessories. And after a few minutes of admiring herself in the mirror, she moved on. Her parents were checking out, and she had brought them a pack of lollipops. And they were graciously telling her, like, no, honey, no, we need to eat lunch first. We've had too much sugar already. Like, let's eat lunch first, and then we'll have another little treat. But this little one was, like, not happy to hear this. So she was pouting and she was whining and she was complaining. And I'm watching all of this happen and just feeling so bad for the parents. I'm thinking, little girl, don't you know your parents have planned this trip for you? They probably sacrificed to get you here. They traveled so far. They've spent so much money. And here you are, pouting over a sucker, which they are actually denying you for your own benefit. I was sort of judging this little girl, am I allowed to admit that? But then I caught myself and thought, I am that little girl. I am that little girl. How many times have I been in that position with the Lord, pouting and whining and complaining because of my circumstances or I'm not getting what I want, not recognizing that God has planned things for me? He has already sacrificed and given me the best gift ever, forgiveness of sins, oneness with himself, a bright future in heaven, nothing here on earth can touch. He often withhold things from me, not because he doesn't love me, but for my own benefit. In scripture, it says in Psalms eighty-four, eleven: the Lord will withhold no good thing for those who do what is right. In those times, instead of being that pouty princess, I need to turn my heart towards what God has done, what He is doing, and what He will do, and trust that His way and His will will always be better than mine. Thank God for His plan, His sacrifice, and the beautiful future I have in Christ. Another story that hits my heart because I see myself in this story as well is found in Luke 17, 11 through 19. It says, it happened that as he made his way towards Jerusalem, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, 10 men, all lepers met him. They kept their distance, but raised their voices, calling out, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Taking a good look at them, he said, go show yourself to the priest. They went, and while they were still on their way, became clean. One of them, when he realized that he was healed, turned around and came back, shouting with gratitude, glorifying the Lord. He kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful, he couldn't thank him enough, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus said, Were there not ten healed? Where are the other nine? Can none be found to come back and give glory to God except this outsider? And then he said to him, Get up on your way. Your faith has healed you and saved you. I want to be that leper. I want to be the one who returns to the Lord every time. I want to be the one who cannot thank him enough. What did the others do after they were healed? Did they forget? Did they not care? Did they not recognize their healing came from Jesus? Did they take it for granted? We don't know, but what we do know is how Jesus responded to the one who returned. Get up, on your way. Your faith has healed you and saved you. Faith will produce gratitude. It will drive us to be the one who returns every time, thanking the Lord, expressing and showing our gratitude. Like I mentioned before, sometimes it's easy to give thanks, and sometimes it's a discipline we will have to put into practice, because hard, bad things do happen and come our way. We are told in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. No matter what we are going through, we can turn to the one who loves and cares for us the most and give him thanks. Do we have to say, thank you, God, for letting me get sick, thank you, Lord, my loved one died, or thank you, God, I just lost everything? No, but we can say, thank you, Lord, that you promised me. In Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is close to those who are brokenhearted. He rescues those who are crushed in spirit. And that in Deuteronomy 31, 8 it says, He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. And you can say thank you, Lord, in Romans 8.28, that it reminds me that you are working all things together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. In James 1, 3 and 4, it says. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Thank you, Lord, that you don't waste anything. And even in our trials, you are working something good in me that when fully developed, I will be complete, lacking nothing. Thank you, Lord, for your word that I can read these verses and find hope and purpose. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your peace. Thank you that you are sovereign and I can find rest. No matter what we are going through, we can find something to be thankful for. And like I said before, God has never asked us to do something that isn't going to help us and lead us to a better place. He tells us in 1 Thessalonians, it's his will for our lives to be thankful in all circumstance. We might think, I can't, not in this situation, not here, not now. But we are also reminded that with Christ living with us, we can do hard things that he has called us to. In 2 Peter 1, it says, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the One who has called us to Himself by His means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises— These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Even that verse gives us cause to praise and offer up our thanksgiving to the one who deserves it all. So this Thanksgiving, I am praying that you and I bring our hearts full and overflowing with gratitude to the Lord who is so worthy that we wouldn't be pouty princesses or the lepers who didn't return or just overwhelmed and overcome by our circumstances that we neglect the heart of thanksgiving that is God's will for our lives. So let me close with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just lift up all these girls that are listening, Father, and I pray that we would have hearts of thanksgiving, Father, that we would take every day, Father, to recognize the blessings that we have in our everyday life, Father. And more than that, God, the overwhelming presence and peace that you give us, God, and the bright future that we have lying ahead of us, Father. I pray that we would remember all of these things in our hearts hearts would be filled with thanksgiving towards you. In Jesus' name, amen.